Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode six of the Objectively Wrong podcast featuring the next man up. I'm John, that's a teen. Right ass. And the teen's clearly very happy. I think we have to start. I, last week, we said that the, we, I just listened back to week five again. And last week, we said that we were going to start off by talking about our Raiders argument from the off season, but we didn't plan on something, uh, something a little bit more important. So Dak Prescott is done for a while. I didn't see the injury when it first happened. And then I started getting texts and I then went and looked at it and thought immediately, Oh, you're done. I was watching the game and uh, both me and my dad we're sitting down, not really that interested, to be honest with you. And then uh, we hear Tony Romo say, you got to hope it's just a cramp. Look at the TV and Dak Prescott's ankle is broken. Uh, don't think that was a cramp, Tony. <laughs> I, did, I did hear that. I'm like, Tony, yeah. take, a, take a look, dude. That's, yeah. that's not a cramp. Yeah. I, I need to say, I, I got to make something. I feel like as an Eagle fan, we get a bad rap because we do. And we've earned a lot of it you know, like like 25 years ago or so, Michael Irvin got hurt pretty bad on our field. And we, the fan base cheered him off the field as he was like being carted off. Not, not great optics on that. Um, Cheering injuries, kind of not cool. There was the the sick Eagle fan part of me that was like, Dax hurt. Oh crap. We're going to win this division. But five and 11, you're going to win the division. (laughs) Five and 11. I, I don't, know how to feel i'm i'm kind of pissed off for dak prescott though yeah i'm i'm furious for Pat, Dak prescott and uh, all i can say is uh jerry jerry you have the you have the ability to do the right thing here they're gonna sue his ass <laughs> he should dak should sue his ass i don't know what he can sue him for off the top of my head but there's got to be something Th- this I, I was talking to somebody about it. It, it this kind of changed my whole perspective on how the franchise tag works. I, I don't think they should have it anymore. I really don't. At a minimum, they need to change the rules on this. Not only that, they're playing with guys' lives. Yeah, like you can have the franchise tag, fine, uh, but not a single fan should ever criticize a player for sitting out for guaranteed money. Yeah, that that's 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 a hundred percent. Like, why why would you ever play for the fran- play on the franchise tag now? Because Dak Prescott is having the season of his career. He's playing out of his mind. It was it was on pace for like seven thousand yards passing, yeah. like something nuts. I mean, he was gonna get a contract close to Patrick Mahomes' contract at the end of this season. Now they're gonna franchise tag him again. It's just why why. Why would anyone uh, criticize a player for playing on the tag? You should just, just sit out. For, for not playing on the tag. Just, like, yeah. sit. Like, yeah, just sit. Just sit out. Get your weirdly enough, I think, I think Le'Veon Bell might have had it right, which is – I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. But I think Le'Veon might have had this right. He, he got tagged, what, he get tagged twice? Mm-hmm. And then he just decided his second time, I'm just not going to step on the field. And then he cashed in big with the Jets. Now, we're actually going to talk about Le'Veon a little bit today. <laughs> because there was some news this morning that has to do with Mr. Le'Veon Bell. I just, I can't, 
I can't look at this situation. Forget my Eagle fandom and our rivalry with Dallas for a second. Dak Prescott was playing well. Uh, with Dak not on the field, the division becomes at quarterback Carson Wentz, Andy Dalton, which, I mean, n- no. Daniel Jones, n- no. And, Kyle and, then, Allen. and then whatever the hell Washington's doing. Kyle Allen or uh, Alex Smith on one knee. Still no. So there's really a quarterback. And Carson's not even playing well, and he's the best quarterback in the division now. No doubt. He could play his – he's played better the past couple of weeks. He could go back to what he did weeks two and three, and he'd be better than anything this division has at quarterback right now, including Andy Dalton. I'm strong, I strongly believe that. But on the non-football end here, Dak Prescott now – I mean, you just said if they tag him again. I mean, yeah, they're going to tag him again. because. Why, but why step on the field then? Why would he play? Exactly. Like some one team, it, I'm sure it's even more than one team. I'm sure six teams are going to be willing to give Dak Prescott Dude, 20, a contract. Twenty Easily. teams. Ha- over half the league has quarterback problems. Over half the league has a quarterback problem. You're going to tell me that Chicago isn't oh. willing to give him a four-year deal? Oh, you want to trade your first-round pick, Chicago? Go trade him. For no, 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 no. <laughs> Not even a trade. Wait a year. Honestly, you think wait Prescott a year. Sits for a year. Why wouldn't Prescott, he? I don't think Prescott sits for a year. Why wouldn't he? If they tag his ass, why wouldn't he? I don't think if, he's if, if they tag him and Chicago, first of all, if they traded for Dak Prescott, it'll probably be more than a one. The price is still going to be high because I don't, I just don't think Dallas knows how to really run a football team. This is evidenced by the fact that while they are a talented team on paper, they're two and three. And they really um, should be one and four. Well, they really should be zero oh and five, but that's beside the point. They should definitely be 1-4. They could have been 0-5. They played the Giants to a close game the other day. I'm sorry. Dallas is not going to be good the remainder of this season. Dak Prescott was their best player. Their defense is atrocious. Leighton Van Der Esch has a neck issue. I'm sorry. You drafted a guy with a major red flag, and you think he's going to be back on the field. Every neck injury he has that should take a week or two is going to take him 6-8, to eight, period. And if he gets hurt enough, he's done. You know, Zeke is having an okay year. I, I expect Zeke will feast oh, yeah. with, with no passing game. If, you have, if, if you're an Amari Cooper or Gallup or CeeDee Lamb fantasy over uh, owner, sell. Sell. And if you can, trade for Ezekiel Elliott, if anyone will give him to you. Yeah, he's going to be impossible to trade for. He was impossible to trade for before. That Now it's an entire offense now. You, you're not, no one's trading away an entire team's offense. Dak Prescott... You got dealt a really bad hand here. Thank God every dollar of his tag this year is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. That's the one positive for the players when it comes to the tag is that the dollar amount, no matter how you play or if you get hurt, it is guaranteed. You know, that's the one fortunate thing here. He's going to have to come back and prove it again because he's going to have to prove it again yeah. on another franchise tag. And then maybe uh, Jerry Jones will give him the contract he deserves. Jared Goff got paid. Jimmy Garoppolo got paid. Freaking Carson Wentz got paid. I mean, Ryan Tannehill got paid, damn it. Like, why the hell did this guy not get paid? Kirk Cousins got paid twice, John. No, 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 no. Kirk Cousins, Minnesota, (laughs) Mike Zimmer. We're not going to talk much. We have a couple things here. We're going to talk a lot about shot takes today, guys. We did not. I just want to throw this one out there. This isn't a shot take. Zimmer needs to be fired. That, That team's in bad shape. We don't need to jump into Minnesota. They're irrelevant. But golly, he's not, he's not coaching a good football team right now. 
I, I feel bad for Dak Prescott, and that might sound sacrilegious coming from an Eagle fan. I don't give a damn. He's still a human. You know, he should have been paid. The guy has had one hell of an offseason, what with his brother and, you know, coming out, talking, being open about his depression, to having Skip Bayless tell him that he's a faker like that. He's had a horrible, horrible, horrible hand out to him. Now he's got to deal with this. The only positive I'm seeing is that at least he got paid. Well, not paid. At least he got his tag, and it's guaranteed. You know, I, I hope he doesn't get tagged again. He will be. That's my bet. I think at uh, the best case scenario is a transition tag, but I don't think that's happening. I don't think he can get a transition tag. He can get transition? I thought transition was just kickers. No. I don't know what the transition tag is, though. <laughs> yeah, no, he'll, he'll, he'll get franchise tag. So, we talked about Dak Prescott. We both feel terrible. Jerry Jones should do the right thing. But the NFL season moves on, and we need to move on. Another headline. Heal up. Heal up, Dak. Can't wait to play you two more times. You know what? I mean, yeah. I hope you're okay. I just don't want to play you anymore, but I hope you're okay. <laughs> From one headline to the next, the Falcons have finally moved on from Dan Quinn. And (laughs) even the GM could not escape the zero and five start. I like Dimitrov, by the way. I I, I think he's a good GM. You think he's a good GM? I'm sure he'll get another job because he's a solid GM. His trade for Julio Jones is to this day one of the sexiest trades I've ever seen. It was just, it was so well thought out, and Cleveland got nothing out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Atlanta got a first ballot Hall of Famer. So, the uh, head coach of the Falcons now, interim head coach, I believe is Raheem Morris. Another guy, former former, uh, head coach of Tampa. Yeah. He's had a nice little, nice little, I mean, it's been like 10 years. It's been a long time for Raheem Morris, but Raheem's seasoned. Uh, you know, seasoned guy. I don't know if he'll pl- coach a good enough 11 games to be able to keep the job, but he'll at a minimum get an interview shot. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him get it. Atlanta is a very attractive team to coach. It is. Uh, after Bill O'Brien got fired, everyone thought the Houston Texans were going to be the sexiest offseason uh, spot. Atlanta. Falcons. It's Falcons. Let's Let's face it. Atlanta gives you two options. You can go for the quick rebuild, build, uh, just stock up around Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, if that's what you want to do, Calvin Ridley, and uh, try to get to the playoffs like that. Or you can go for the full rebuild. Completely. Full. Tear down. Completely. completely tr- uh, trade away all your assets. Pull a Jaguar. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, trade Julio Jones. Trade Matt Ryan. We'll talk about both of those later. <laughs> but um, this is definitely the most attractive job on the market. And if I was Eric Bieniemy, I would. That's the job I want right there. I think we're both in agreement Eric Bieniemy is our favorite candidate oh, yeah. for head coaching this offseason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> Um, maybe there's a little bias so like he can get out of Kansas city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you don't want his ass in your division anymore. I would rather him not in my conference, but fine. I, the enemy deserves a job. I mean, I'm just telling just, that's pretty simple. Yeah. Choose Atlanta, not Houston. Do, do yeah. me a favor. <laughs> I, I don't I mean, God, if he goes to Houston, 
he gets Watson. If he turns Watson into my, he won't turn Watson into Mahomes. So he'll do something different with Watson because he's just a different player. Matt Ryan is neither of them, mm-hmm. but still a fantastic quarterback. I don't really know what to do with Atlanta. I I did I I mean I we'll we'll get into this in a bit. We have it written down, but Atlanta is a really attractive option because there's so many avenues you could go here. They're naturally talented. They have so many good players. They're just so poorly put together. Like it's all, it's not cohesive. It's not cohesive. It's, it's kind of, and it's injuries. It, it's, it's kind of like Dallas. It, it's kind of like Dallas in that they feel like a collection of talent more so than they feel like a team. It doesn't feel like anything or everything works on that roster. Like you added Todd Gurley, the offense as a whole should have been better. And you are 0 and 5. After this, How are you 0-5? After the Super Bowl loss, after Kyle Shanahan left, uh, it was time for a, a full coaching staff change, just to change the culture, get a fresh take there. But it didn't happen, and now we're seeing what happens when, when you leave a coach with a stale message who is slowly losing the locker room in on your team too long. Do you know what the Falcons' total offensive ranking is right now? No. 12th. Twelve. You should be zero and five. Roughly middle of the pack. Yeah. But like above middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. Their defensive ranking? Thirty first. Thirty first. Am I thirty second? Are the Raiders thirty second? No, Seattle. Let's go. We're not last. <laughs> yeah. No, Seattle. Seattle has given up four hundred and seventy one yards a game. <laughs> the, Seattle is a far departure from the Legion of Boom days. They're an offensive team now more than they are a defensive team. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, they haven't lost. It's it's the Legion of Russ, dude. (laughs) That team is is Russell Wilson and company. Like, that's it. Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett sometimes. (laughs) Tyler Lockett sometimes. These last two games, it's been more of the sometimes than the Tyler Lockett. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Atlanta's averaging, what, 390 yards of offense a game. That that should be – granted – on defense, I think they're leveling up over 400. Yeah, 446 yards a game on defense. That's atrocious. You know what's funny? I'm looking at it right now. Tennessee is 30th. Did Tennessee supposed to be a defensive team, are they not? No, Tennessee's supposed to be run the ball and control the clock, playoff, uh, play action for Ryan Tanhill. Yeah, I mean, they're only, they're, only 11, they're only 11th in total offense, Tennessee. Maybe yeah, they're not that also good. only played three games, John. I, I understand, <laughs> but th- maybe they're just not that good. I mean, we'll find out tonight. By the way, we're recording this on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday night football this week, everybody. That's uh, that's the weirdest damn thing I've ever said. Um, segue. Who do you think is going to win this football game, John? I, I got to go Buffalo. I do too, but I'm also like – it's tough. Yeah, I mean, we can't even give you a full week five recap because it's not even done. <laughs> like, I mean, you got Tennessee. They're going to either show up in one of two ways, pissed off because the entire NFL hates them, or unprepared, not able to tackle a single thing because they haven't, you know, played. <laughs> no, 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 no. There, there are, there's a third way Tennessee can show up. The third way is sick. Very, very sick. Uh, stricken with COVID top to bottom of the roster because I think it was, it wasn't the GM. I think it was somebody the other day, assistant GM or something in Tennessee that said for the most part, they're, 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 they're they're complying with uh, mask protocol. Dumbass. NFL with the, eh. 
Maybe. <laughs> they hit the NFL with the, yeah, okay. Like, what? This is killing people. Over 200,000 people in this country alone are dead. Mm-hmm. And you're like, meh. All right, cool. I guess there's that. I, 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 I'm going to pick Buffalo. I, I don't really know. I don't know what to make of Tennessee right now, but I'm going to pick Buffalo. They're just a better football team. I think um, uh, the real winner here will – I mean, the real win for Buffalo here would be if they finish the game and a week from now there's no COVID cases. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Then you know they fin- – <laughs> Finish the game and don't get sick. That, that's the way you win. Really run to the locker room. You know what's funny is if this game tonight goes to shit, if this game tonight causes like a bunch of positive COVID tests, it this this game alone could actually be the be the uh, the the last straw for the NFL for the season. To take this game, play. this game could kill the season. There's no way the NFL doesn't play every single game now. I'm convinced they're going to play every single game, even if it requires the Tennessee Titans to skip the season. <laughs> what I'm well, no, what I'm saying. So if they have to, if they throw out the Titans, mm-hmm. then what are you going to do with the teams that the, the, the Titans still have to play two division games each for each of those teams? I don't know who in that division off the top of my head they've played yet. Um, but what the those teams? But what are the Jags going to get? Do they play them twice yet? Because if so, then the Jags get two bye weeks. Yeah. Like, what not, do you do? We're not seriously saying that they're going to throw out the Titans. Let's be honest. Yeah, I, I don't know what to do here. I, I really don't know what the NFL is going to do. Obviously, as it seems now, it probably should have maybe done something along the lines of a bubble. Speaking uh, of bubbles, congratulations, Lakers, for yes. winning in the NBA bubble. Congratulations, Adam Silver, for zero COVID cases. And credit, credit to Adam Silver for sure. <laughs> credit to Adam Silver. I, I could give a crap what the Lakers did. The Lakers rigged the league. The, the NBA is starting to piss me off. It really is. That's why I'm happy football exists. The NBA is so – the Lakers winning, and I'll, I'll make this last point before we do our last headline, and then we'll get into our shot takes. The NBA, the Lakers winning the final, the winning the NBA finals, is objectively the worst thing for the NBA right now because – it proves that the league can be just swayed on a dime because a team is in a better city. Like, that's it. You, you can rest on your laurels of just, oh, we exist in Los Angeles. Cool, let's win a title. Like, that's it. Milwaukee is not going to win a title. I don't give a damn they have Giannis. Even if they keep him for 15 more years, they're not going to win a title because who the hell wants to move to Milwaukee? Like, I'm sure Milwaukee's a nice place. I've been to Wisconsin before. I'm sure it's a beautiful city. But, like, it's not Los Angeles. It's not New York. It's not Miami. Know, it's not Miami. It's not Dallas, even. I mean, there are, there are big cities. Chicago. There are huge cities in this country, huge metropolitan areas that are just more attractive to, to athletes. And it's gonna, a lot of it comes down to tax bracket, too. Tax bracket plays a role. But when it comes to Los Angeles, nobody gives a crap. You know, Miami and Dallas don't have that tax issue, but it's not going to matter. Like, the L.A. is always going to be L.A. Both L.A. teams stockpiled rosters this year just because they could, and that's it. The Lakers traded, like, eight pieces to get Anthony Davis, and LeBron James was already there, and he only went there because Los Angeles. So, like, six cities are going to win titles ever. Milwaukee's not winning a title. Utah's not winning a title. I'm sorry. Like Utah, I know you played really well this season. You played incredibly well in the bubble. You're not winning a title. What about Denver? No. 
Not yet. Denver's not big enough yet. It's getting there. Portland, probably not. Oklahoma I mean, the, no. No, they got lucky. They got lucky to have that much talent under one roof with, through the draft. Harden, Westbrook, and Durant all being there. I mean, let's not forget Durant was drafted when they were still Seattle. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, Oklahoma City's going to have a tough, a, a tough, you know, tough road. Uh, Houston's big enough, but I just don't think they're – I mean, right now they're not that good. Philly is big enough, but Philly – the one thing about that, actually, I just said a bunch of team names. Chicago and New York are not very good basketball teams right now. New York could be, but consider the fact that there's New York and there's Brooklyn. They're both New York. So Brooklyn right now is Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. There's your New York right now. There's your, your New York, you know, connection. There's your, your New York influence. The Knicks are a joke. It helps, it helps the rest of the, the league that Dolan is the worst owner in the NBA. But I, I'm not – the NBA has really pissed me off because it's the least parody of any of the big four. The NHL – hockey is such a wild-card sport. Anybody can win all the time. Um, baseball comes down to pitching. I don't watch Do- – The Dodgers have – what? I don't watch baseball. No, <laughs> oh, I know you don't. All of the Dodgers, you know what's funny? The Dodgers, no doubt about it. Best roster in baseball, not even close. They're down 1-0 right now in the series to Atlanta. Atlanta's, <laughs> Atlanta's good. If the Dodgers lose, I'm going to say it for the ninth, like 9,000th season in a row. Fire Dave Roberts. Oh, my God. You have no reason to lose. There's no reason. This is a season Taylor built for the Dodgers. Please, for the love of God, win. Christ, it's taking you forever. You spent so much money and you keep sucking. What is wrong with you? Anyway. Anyway, let's get back to football, John. Let's get back to football. It's the better sport anyway. What's, what's we got, the final headline? Oh, the final headline is that this morning <laughs> it was rumored that the Jets are trying to trade Le'Veon Bell, and you tell me who wants to take that contract. All I can say is free the bell, free the bell. <laughs> yeah, but where? Where? What team, what team could use an aging running back who hasn't played well in three years? Oh, God. With that con- – <laughs> looking at the contract again, who wrote this? I mean, good job, good job, Le'Veon, getting that ab- contract. Abomination. He has an out in 2021. The dead cap is for the most part – so 2021 dead caps at four. 2022 dead caps at two. If they cut him – Pre-June 1st, it's a, to- it's a total cap savings of roughly $10 million. So I don't think he's going to get traded, so he's going to get cut. He'll either be traded or released when the season's over. So yeah. Le'Veon Bell, at worst, is going to be a free agent. He's going to be the free agent um, at the end of the season. He'll, he'll be a free agent in this next uh, stretch. And I have to imagine he, he will get calls because it's still, it's still the name Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, he'll get calls. Yeah, and we'll see if there's any talent once he gets away from Adam Gase. <laughs> like uh, other other players, once they get rid of Adam Gase, they start playing really well. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell is an is a exceptionally talented football player. I mean, I don't think there's any argument about that. So according to Albert Breer on Twitter, Jets have been in touch with other teams in an effort to trade Le'Veon Bell. Sounds like they're willing to settle for a late pick and or back-end player in return. He's due $6 million for the rest of the season. So the Jets just don't want to spend $6 million. They just don't want to spend money on him this year. What? Adam Gase, then. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, who would you get rid of first, Le'Veon Bell or Adam Gase? 100% Adam Gase. I have more right. confidence in Le'Veon Bell to coach that team than Adam. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, who do you want to coach, Le'Veon or Adam Gase? You know, Le'Veon Bell would be just like, give the ball, give the ball to Le'Veon, and that give the, work give more. The ball, give <laughs> the ball, give the ball to me. Yeah. Give the ball to me. End of end of coaching. And on defense, he's like, hey. Just get the running back, man, and that will work better. <laughs> Le'Veon, uh, I, I got nothing to say. I think Le'Veon Bell will get another contract in the offseason, and Adam Gase should be uh, the head coach of the Houston Texans because that'd be hilarious. This, this smells like a Patriots trade. You think the Patriots are going to pick up Le'Veon Bell? This, it smells like something they do. They already have four running backs. Yeah, but none of them are good. This smells like something they do. <laughs> You, hold on, let me let me. I'll just list off some names. You tell me who the best player is. Ready? Well, I think I remember him: Damian Harris, White, Sony Michelle, and Rex Burkhead. Right? Right. And you tell me, to tell me how many of them are better than Le'Veon Bell? Right now, all of them. No, that's incorrect. I would, it, Le'Veon Bell is still better. I, I, screw the screw Adam Gase. Adam Gase is bad. He's the reason eighty percent of that team is bad. Um. I do believe it's more than just Gase. I think the Jets have just probably a toxic culture. In the words of Bruce Allen before he left Washington, the culture's actually damn good. What about uh, – no, uh, it isn't. What about the Colts? Le'Veon Bell to the Colts. That John offensive Taylor. line? Taylor's <laughs> playing too well. Taylor's playing too well? He is. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but he, he is. He's playing too well. I For those that don't know my pre-draft opinion of Jonathan Taylor, I screamed bust. He, he didn't know how to hold on to a football at Wisconsin. Nay, he's doing fine now with security. I'm waiting for him to just start fumbling, but hasn't happened yet, so he might have been a good pick. Detroit makes some sense. Detroit loves picking up running backs that are too old. To yeah. <laughs> and Le'Veon hasn't been getting much use with the Jets in the past few weeks. He'll be used to that in Detroit when Matt Stafford inevitably checks out of every run in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a to... here's one more headline to think about. Seattle makes some sense. Michael Thomas. Oh God. Michael Thomas punched C.J. Gardner Johnson and didn't play. Uh, <laughs> is Michael Thomas becoming the new Antonio Brown, John? No, Michael Thomas is better. Yeah, he can be better all he wants. But is his attitude? Yeah, he's not as insane as Antonio Brown. No, Antonio Brown was. Antonio, the, the rest of, I, I'm sure Antonio Brown is, I, I'll, I'll just say he's probably misunderstood. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know Antonio Brown personally. I can't, <laughs> I can't judge a man that I've never met. Sure. Um, sure. We, can, we can agree to that. Yeah. I can't judge. Misunderstood ju- is a little. Uh, I, I can't, ju- I can't judge a man I've never met, but I do remember him getting clocked by Vontaze Perfect. And then the past couple years after that, weird stuff just started happening. If that doesn't, if that isn't a microcosm for the NFL causes issues, I don't know what is. And I love this league, but I can't sit here and pretend that it's perfect. Injuries happen. I had my own share of concussions when I played like high school football. It they suck. Obviously, it's not an NFL concussion, but it, it hurts. Um, I can confirm. John has also frozen his foot off, thrown luggage, uh, thrown uh, furniture out of off a window, and he did go to his high school practice in. An air balloon. Yes, uh, I, I, I am. I, <laughs> I played. I played lineman, 
third down back and linebacker. You're kind of not allowed to be a diva when you're when you're just the utility grinder player. Um, no, I, AB is what AB is. I AB AB's not even playing, so I don't I don't know what to make of that situation. But I know Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. This seems like an isolated thing. We'll see if it becomes more of a problem. I'm waiting for more. Guys fight at practice. It happens. Yeah, guys totally clock their uh, teammates. In oh, practice. sure. No, I'm not even. I'm, I'm not even being sarcastic. That happens. You know. I mean, it's it's barbar. It's a little bit of barbarism, but we'll see. I I, I would like to see Michael Thomas traded to Philadelphia, but <laughs> I, I I don't see that happening. <laughs> I remember uh, when I texted uh, John what Mike Thomas did. And he's like, sounds like a great Philadelphia Eagle. And all I could say to that was, yeah, all you need is another wide receiver that's going to talk shit on your quarterback to the public, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Once Justina Anderson got fired at ESPN, I felt a little bit better. Because Alshon, she she lost a little bit of her her platform. She's probably a decent journalist. But uh, Alshon didn't have anyone else to go to, or I guess. That's all conjecture, but I, I mean, Philadelphia sports media seems to be pretty confident that that was what was going on. Alshon hasn't played yet this year, so he doesn't really have any place to talk. Although, get ready, because it's either this year or next, it's either this week or next week he's back, which I'm a little annoyed with. I think he'll get worse. Travis Fulgham time, baby. Um, That's a good segue, John. That was my point. It's time for shot takes. We've got, we've got, a, we got a first cover our basis from last week. We were right on both accounts. Yep, Panthers did beat the Falcons. And the Browns did beat the Colts. But something we didn't think was possible and deserves a respect shot. The Miami Dolphins, led by Ryan Fitzpatrick, curb stomped the 49ers and sent Jimmy Garoppolo to the bench. And that deserves a shot. (laughs) So Ryan Fitzpatrick, to you, Miami Dolphins, Brian Flores, hell of a job. Shot time. Salute. Ooh. <clears throat> it is not late enough in the day for that. Um, <clears throat> that was fun. All right, so we covered that base. I think one of the rules we got to put into play is since neither of us were right, mm-hmm. and you're going to hate what I'm about, or neither of us were wrong, yeah. I, think next, I think we're playing for two. Next time. We're playing for two next time. I think we're playing for two next time. All right, we're gonna play for two. And when I when I when we inevitably listen to this back, because what we do is we always forget to write down what we picked. So we have to listen back to make sure like we were right or wrong. Uh <laughs> when we inevitably listen to this back in like a few days, we'll listen to it, be like, damn it, John, why did you say that? <laughs> like, exactly. Why did you say things? <laughs> John, why do you talk? We um, have 11 shot takes, 10 new ones, one the Raiders that we're going to talk about. We'll start with the Raiders because we talked about it already a little oh bit. Oh, God. We want to start with that? Okay. We're going to start with the Raiders. <laughs> so, John uh, has been giving me shit for a year at least about the Raiders and my belief that they will contend for a wild card spot. And now that I – now – um, we're going to do a win totals bet this season for the Raiders. If we did this in preseason, John would have given me six wins. <laughs> so, uh, I would have given you six and a half. He would have given me six and a half, but now he's giving me nine and a half, which I am not happy with. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> so that's John, his bet. John is obviously going to take the under. And yes, I am. 
I am obviously going to take the over. Because You're taking wait, – wait, I'm sorry. You're taking over nine and a half. I'm taking over nine and a half, John. If you want to take under nine and a half, I don't need to put a bet in, and you could just be right if it goes o- – wrong if it goes over. I am taking the over, John. So you're putting yourself at 10 or better. I'm putting myself at 10 right now. <laughs> All right. You heard it. The Raiders are going to be. You heard it, and I'm a witness. The Raiders are going to be 10 and 6, maybe 11 and 5, if they're a little lucky. But uh, You've been lucky so far. I've been lucky so far. John, John messaged me uh, yesterday saying you may have just beaten three teams you weren't supposed to, referencing the Panthers, the Saints, and the Chiefs. And all I got to say about that is if it's three teams, it's no longer you're not supposed to. It's you are playing better, Jonathan. (laughs) I have to go dig up this Bills example again because I will. Okay. So uh, that's our first season shot take. Raiders, nine and a half. I'm over. John's under. Now for some more fun ones. We'll start with Matt Patricia will be getting fired before Adam Gase. John, what do you got to say about that? Matt Patricia before Adam Gase. I, I, I want to say no. You want to um, say no because that's what every logical human being would say. I, I want to say no because as we just said, the head coach of the Jets should probably be Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> and Detroit isn't good, but are they as bad? They're not good. I, I, I'm not going to say Detroit's good. And they're in worse financial shape than the Jets are. Mm-hmm. And part of that's because Patricia was like, I'm just going to go get a bunch of expatriates, which the Dolphins also did, which I find really, it's really funny. Well for them. <laughs> it's working better in Miami than it is in Detroit. Although it's possible Brian Flores is just a better coach than possible? Matt Patricia. I think it's obvious. I, mean, yeah, I, I think at this point it's obvious, yeah. I, I can't. Adam Gase is so awful. <laughs> He's so awful. I agree with you. Adam Gase is so awful, except – that if they were going to fire Adam Gase, they would have already done it. He's going to finish the season or maybe last to like week 11. <laughs> the, Jets, the Jets can go 0-16, and 16, but they're going to go down with Adam Gase because that's what the Jets do. <laughs> and when Adam Gase becomes the next head coach of the Houston Texans, that's what the Texans do. <laughs> There's nothing to say about it. That man must have blackmail photos of every single owner in the NFL because <laughs> that's the only way his job security makes sense. Yeah. So I'm saying Matt Patricia goes before John wants to, wants the world to make sense. So he's saying Adam Gase goes before. I, I also want to, I want to backtrack for half a second. A okay. minute ago, I just referenced the, uh, my bills example mm-hmm. for your Raiders. Okay. And I just found it again. Okay. The 2008 Buffalo Bills. 2008 Buffalo Bills. Do you know how they started their season? Wasn't it like 6-0? and 5-1. and 5-1. Do you know how they finished? 5-11. Uh, 7-9. 7-9. You can win as many games as you want at the top end of your schedule. You got to finish. Okay, but... You got to uh, finish. Is, uh, what was the Bills' uh, schedule after that 5-1 and one run? Let's compare. Miami. Okay. New, the Jets. Okay. 
and it was the 08 Jets, so the Jets were still weren't terrible back then. Um, although it was before Rex Ryan. Patriots, the Patriots were the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Browns, and it was the Browns, but it's not these Browns, it was the Browns. Yeah. The Chiefs, the Niners, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Broncos, the Patriots. So not a not an easy schedule, but not a hard schedule. No. The Raiders' remaining schedule includes the Buccaneers, Browns, Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, Falcons, Jets, Colts. Chargers. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Can you say those five games again? Uh, okay. Fir- the first five you just said. Buccaneers, Browns, Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs. You do theoretically understand you could easily go one and four there. Uh, I disagree. But do you see the avenue for it? Uh, sure. If you want, if you want me to say the, the Bucks and Browns are going to shell you. If you want to say that, sure. That's what they said about the Chiefs. Mud on. <laughs> Every single argument you can say, I can say that's what they said about the Chiefs. <laughs> the Raiders have beaten three teams. They've beaten two that they probably shouldn't have, and then a Panther team that is way better than we thought it was going to be. Are they though? I've been I've been on the I've been on the Panthers train for a while at this point. Are they three and two or two and three? Let's find out. I think they're three and two. They are three and two. Okay, that's nuts. I, I did not see a Chief. Tur- uh, oh, sorry, Chief Panther turnaround that fast. I love Matt Rule. I'm glad it's happening. I just didn't see it happening. To be um, fair, that turnaround happened with uh, the Chargers, who love to lose one score games, the Cardinals, who had a bad day, and the Falcons, and it's the Falcons. The, charge, the, the Falcons have decided that they just don't want to be a good football team. Mm-hmm. Um, they've tried to be one, but injuries and coaching and end of list. That's kind of what happened with Atlanta. Let's go to shot take two. Yes, from one bad football team to another, the Washington football team. The Washington football team. Have a rookie quarterback, not a rookie, a second-year quarterback, named Dwayne Haskins who is currently QB number three. But will he get another start this season, John? No. And what's your reasoning? Because he's Dwayne Haskins, and that's pretty much it. Um, How in hell do you sit him to third and put in – for what I'm saying, well, I'm saying he's not getting another start. Another start. I'm not saying he's not going to necessarily play. He may play, but I don't think he's going to get another start. Um, the only – think about it this way. We saw Alex Smith come on the field the other day, mm-hmm. which, by the way, holy hell. I mean, how awesome is that? Yeah. The guy almost loses his leg and he's back on an NFL field. But how did he play, John? No, he played like crap, but he was, but he was there. He did not play well, but he was there. Part of the problem with Alex Smith on that Washington team – the Washington football team, to be exact, is uh, Washington's not very good. There's a lot about Washington to kind of like look at and be like on their side. Uh, Ron Rivera is just a genuinely good person dealing with a horrible illness. The defensive line is impressive. The, D, the D line is fun. Alex Smith is coming back from one of the most violently disgusting injuries you could ever have. I'm one actively that, rooting for the Washington football team. Oh, I'm not, but... I mean, they're in my division. I'm not. Uh, they're in my division, and I lost to them. I'm absolutely not rooting for them at all. Um, the 
the Washington football team <laughs> is full of storylines. I think it's really all they're full of. Uh, I don't think they're overly talented. I don't think they're going to be particularly successful. Alex Smith, if they're really okay, Alex Smith did not play well. So what that tells me is that there's no way Rivera and the rest of the coaching brass didn't know that. They must have known how Smith had been playing in practice. They must have known that he looks like half a quarterback because he did not – I mean, mobility – I mean, let's – I don't want to take away from the, the, the journey back that he had to go through. It was probably hell. But he doesn't appear that he's going to be much of an NFL threat. So if they knew that, why they dress him for the second string and not Dwayne Haskins if they're not already moving. And I will tell you why. And, and by the way, I want to preface this one more time. Dwayne Haskins will not get into the start this season in Washington. If he's traded. Oh, that's, that was such good. <laughs> if, if he's traded, I'm still going to be right. If he's traded, I'm going to reserve the right to say that I'm correct. Okay. I don't right now see the avenue for his trade because it would not cost very much to get him. Um, I will tell you why Dwayne Haskins will get another start. Go ahead. He was QB3 for one reason. The kid is full of himself and he needed to be humbled. He was bragging about his stat line in a loss. That's ridiculous. You did not win the game. You did not help your team win the game. You played average for yourself, and your average is crap. That's why he was sent to QB number three, to be humbled. Alex Smith, I desperately want him to lead the uh, Washington football team to the playoffs. I desperately want Washington football team. I desperately want him to be their number one quarterback because the story is fantastic. Kyle Allen is not a good quarterback. Alex Smith has shown that he's not a good quarterback. Dwayne Haskins eventually will be given another start. Just because eventually Ron Rivera will say he is the best quarterback on that team. That's my argument. Even when, even, even though he isn't. <laughs> Can you real they're basically all the same at this point. Kyle Allen's better than Dwayne Haskins. I don't know. I'm pretty confident in that. I'm pretty confident in that. Well, I know that last year it was weird. He, he started really hot, and then he played like crap. But I think he's better than Dwayne Haskins. I think Dwayne Haskins' ceiling has already been reached. <laughs> Which one, is, how sad is that? From one hot take to another, this one is a spicy shot take for you people. Anthony Lynn will not be the head coach of the Chargers in 2021. Now, let me, say, let me see why I don't think he'll be the head coach. Because the Chargers have lost so many games from one score game from one score uh, one score difference, they've lost so many of those games. It comes down to coaching. It doesn't matter how good Justin Herbert is when he can't win a football game because of coaching. Now John disagrees with me. He's literally rubbing his head on the microphone, disagreeing with me. <laughs> so John, why will Anthony Lynn be given another chance? Because it's a rookie quarterback. Uh, it's a rookie quarterback that's playing well. The reason the football, the, the reason the Chargers are not performing well right now, are, are a multitude of issues. Number one, that the Chargers and just inevitably things just seem to happen to them. They're always injured. They, they're always hurt. That was that was issue number two. 
not having Derwin James seems to be like the most catastrophic injury that anyone has underwent this year so far. It just shuts off their defense. But can you can you really uh, give the Chargers credit when Derwin James fell in in the draft specifically because of injury wars? No, I can I can I, I'm not giving the Chargers credit or giving them an excuse. I'm I'm just saying it's they they need to build the defense more in order to recover from that mistake. They're going to be in the safety market in free agency. They're going to be in the safety market in, in the draft. Derwin's now missed large portions of two seasons. You can't rely on him. Is he Jason Verrett 2.0? No, he's better than Jason Verrett. But, or Verrett or Verrett, I forget how to pronounce his name. But he, he's a vastly better player than Verrett was, um, or I guess is because he's still a niner. Verrett's still around. I didn't realize that until a few days ago. So Derwin, what do you say to the fact that they've lost so many games by I, I just it, it's 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 injuries and it's bad luck. Um, is it really you know, bad luck when you lose? Listen, la, yeah, yeah, listen. They didn't have Eckler. Eckler wasn't available. They lost Keenan Allen before halftime. Michael Badgley, my former uh, childhood teammate, that's a true story. My former childhood football, hockey, and lacrosse teammate growing up in New Jersey. Missed a, a pretty substantial uh, field goal attempt last night, and he missed a PAT. Um, you know, and I don't want to hear about how the PAT would have been like the difference because it might not have been. The game could have very much been played differently had that kick gone. You know, he did miss that kick, and that kick could have won the football game. The Charger defense was kind of outmatched by a decent. New Orleans offense, New and, Orleans offense. And a godly Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara might be the best offensive player in football. He really might be. He's the only running back in football with, I think, more catches than carries. <laughs> like, how many – I don't I, – I'm, I'm saying that from a hyperbole – from a perspective of hyperbole, I don't think that's actually true. But he's catching so many passes. Half the time I see, I see him lined up, like – as a wide receiver in the slot. Yeah. yeah. Latavius Murray is the main rusher. <laughs> it, it, it's not, it, it's kind of crazy how versatile he is. Uh, the running joke between me and uh, my, my family, Sean Payton does not know how to tolerate, does not know how to treat a top end uh, running back. He doesn't know how to work with him. Yeah, he does. He just doesn't do it the way you think he should. Running backs in new Orleans system is weird. Back to the chargers. I, I, I don't think, I think moving on from, from, from Anthony Lynn would do nothing but stunt the growth of Justin Herbert. It's clear Justin Herbert is not the problem. You can make him even better by keeping some form of, you know, consistency in your, on, your coach, on your side of the field, on your sideline, by just keeping the coaching staff intact. But is it Anthony Lynn or is it the offensive coordinator? I don't give a damn. If you fire Lynn, you're probably losing the offense coordinator. That's the way it works. If you fire Lynn, whoever the next head coach is, they're probably cleaning it, cleaning it out. Just the nature of it. That's the nature of the NFL. When you fire a head coach, the staff almost always turns over. You know, sometimes there's some positional guys that stay around. I know when the Eagles fired Chip Kelly, when the Eagles fired Chip Kelly, Deuce Staley, among a couple others, did stay on. And Kellen Moore stayed on for the – Kellen Moore stayed on in Dallas after they went to Mike McCarthy. So – which, by the way, right now, not looking great because Kellen Moore is not performing well as an OC. So, former Boise State quarterback stud Kellen Moore. I, I'm not I, – I think firing or even thinking about firing Anthony Lynn right now is a little premature. If you get to next year – if you get to this time next year 
and you've only won like five total games since our current status, like between now and next year, this time, if they've only won a total of less than five games, make a change. Make a change at the end of week five if you start one four again, because then it's not an issue. At that point, it's not an issue. I mean, barring particular injuries, at that point, it won't be an issue with your roster. It'll be, it'll be an issue with your coach. But I don't think Anthony Lynn has miscoached this team. I think the only mistake he was making, I think the only mistake that was being made was at any point saying, when healthy, Tyrod Taylor is our starting quarterback over Justin Herbert. I think that was the only mistake he was making. Herbert's clearly playing better. In fact, I think Herbert, I said this to you last night, I don't think we can shot take this because right now I think we just both completely agree on it. Right now, Justin Herbert's the rookie of the year. Easily. He's beating Burrow. Like, Burrow is playing well. Burrow does not have an O-line at all. There's no O-line in Cincinnati. Burrow is literally running for his life. He's getting killed. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for the kid. Um, I feel bad but, for his mother. Huh? I feel bad for his mother. She has to watch him get yeah. hit constantly. Yeah, it's brutal. But the Bengals and Chargers both should be very happy with where they are at quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chargers, I can't believe. I, I was so – Justin Herbert, I was never ready to just call bust, but I was also never ready to call stud. I had no clue. I was I, not ready to call bust. I know. I, I truly had no idea. It's obvious how I felt about Herbert pre-draft, I thought. Absolutely. I, I had no clue. He was one of the hardest reads because I'm like, some games you're great, some games you're terrible. So far in the NFL, he's been really, really, really strong. Um, had good first halves, but second halves, some he, bad rookie throws are showing right there. He, he's got to keep that coaching consistency. Right now it's working. He just needs some more growth. I think as time passes, him and Lynn will start to get it together better. I, I believe Anthony Lynn is a good football coach. I don't know how good, but I think he's pretty darn good. So let's – I'm willing to – that's an easy shot take for me because I really – I don't think he's going to be fired this season or at the end of it. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to coach some Charger football in 2021. From one easy shot take to another, I'll let you go with this one. Travis Fulgham is going to end the year as the Eagles leader in, in receiving yardage, and I don't think it's going to be close. Um, <laughs> I have very little to say about it. I just – I fully believe it. Travis Fulgham is a god. For your sake, I hope it's not true. Do you know who the last – Eagle receiver is before Travis Fulgham to catch 10 passes or more in a game. Terrell Owens, Jeremy Macklin. So not that far back, but still pretty darn far back. It's been a minute. (laughs) Zach Ertz hasn't done it. Alshon Jeffrey hasn't done it. Deshaun Jackson didn't do it after Macklin. I don't think he's ever done it. Travis Fulgham is a tight end, correct? No, he's not. No, (laughs) Well, no, you're think, I think you're thinking of Akeem Butler. Zach Ertz is uh, Zach Ertz is washed. Zach, I don't know if he's washed, but he's playing like not very good. I don't want to say like crap because he's still Zach Ertz, but he's not playing well. What's going on with Goddard? He's hurt. Okay. He's currently out. And the Eagles technically have no one else to throw to. Let me tell you, let me, I'll tell you right now who our active receivers are. All right. Ready? Zach Ertz. Okay. Richard Rodgers. Who? <laughs> right. Greg Ward. I only remember him because you mentioned him last year. John Hightower. Who? Quez Watkins. Who? End of list. Travis Fulgham. Okay? All right. Travis now, Fulgham is going to be the leader. Now, hold on, hold on. <laughs> now, in a couple of weeks, you'll probably have Goddard back. Um, it, was only, it, it was a short-term IR. 
Okay. It'll probably he'll probably be back. Then they'll get Deshaun probably at some point. Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon probably at some point. And Jalen Rager will probably also be back at some point. All right. Uh, and and by the way, my belief when all of that I'm not adding this to the shot take because this one's way further apart. Okay. But if we put if you put everybody back together when they come back together, I'm still confident Fulgham's gonna be the number one receiver oh, in God. yardage. But I think number two is gonna be Rieger. Like that's how far off. <laughs> Rieger's gonna be back after everybody else I just named. I still think he's gonna be number two. I think Alshon Jeffrey, you wanna you wanna say washed? Let me tell you what Alshon Jeffrey is. Alshon Jeffrey, what has he been his whole career? He's 6'3". He's not overly fast. He only runs a handful of routes. He is a jump ball specialist. That's what Alshon Jeffrey is. You've seen it. He did in Chicago. He did in Philly. You've seen it. You've agreed with me. Mm-hmm. All he does, and he does it very, very well, he's an elite one-on-one jump ball guy. Would you agree? Yeah. Now, what if I told you he was 30 <laughs> and has an, is coming off an Achilles tear? Uh... <laughs> How much jumping you think he's going to do? I'll give you a hint. None. I think it's very possible. You want to talk washed. I think Alshon Jeffrey's skill set's gone. Now, Deshaun Jackson, speed threat. One of the universally great speed threats of our time. Never healthy. <laughs> he hasn't been healthy in three years. Now it's legs and abdomen and, you know. just That abdomen money. injury was weird. The ab injury didn't exist. I, I, I don't know what it was. It was just there, and all of a sudden, it's like, I'm out for the whole season. Why? <laughs> Why? What happened? What'd you do? Do a sit-up run? What did you do? <laughs> all of a sudden, it's like, I'm hurt. All right, great. How long are you out the whole time? All right, lit. Thanks for stealing $9 million. Oh, you're going to do it again? Cool. From one eagle he's wide on a, receiver. He's on a three he's on a three year twenty seven million dollar deal. From one He has one more season. John, let it go. <laughs> no, I will not let it go, damn it. From one eagle wide receiver to a former eagle wide receiver, Nelson Aguilar. Stop it. <laughs> Nelson Aguilar is showing up for the Raiders. No, and- he, he you know what's funny? He actually isn't. You're just talking out of your butt. <laughs> I've looked at his stat line. It's not impressive at all. Nelson Aguilar, great deep threat right now. No, he isn't. And uh, this leads in for next. He he has less catches on average than he did in Philly. I just want to make that clear. He's also not the number one wide receiver. He wasn't ours either. (laughs) You know who was last year? Um, Greg (laughs) Ward. Go ahead. Greg Ward. Uh, Nelson Aguilar leads to our next shot take. The Raiders will end the season – as a top five offense in the NFL. You're, a, you're an absolute idiot. They're already seven. John, can uh, he checked it himself. And uh, pro football reference, thank you for this, to, uh, for this tweet. The Raiders are second in both highest percentage of drives ending in a score and points per drive. Now, now John and I had an argument. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> how you're gonna how you're gonna rate top five offenses? And uh, we settled with, or well, I settled with the idea that it's by uh, by yardage, total yardage. So to- total yardage per game is the way it's almost universally done by all pundits, NFL Network, ESPN. Like it's the the measurement of a team's success on offense is rated. I don't agree with it. 
but it is rated as your average yardage per game. So you have to list up, right, John? For average yardage? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Raiders are currently seventh. Uh, the Panthers, I believe, are currently sixth, and the Rams Pan- are fifth. The Raiders are behind the Panthers by point two. And what so about- it's negligible, and they're down four point two to the Rams. All right. So it's possible. Possible. Yes. yes. So that's our shot. I say yes. John says no. For what it's worth, though, Patriots right behind you are only down three and a half. Okay. Right behind them are the Seahawks by point two. Behind them are the Cardinals by point four. So a lot of volatility. You've got a nice little. You got there's a lot of possible. There's a lot of lot of shuffling that can be done here. Mm-hmm. But you got to be five or better. Yeah. So there's your take. I don't see it. I, I don't think you're going to end bottom half. I think you're starting well enough to not end bottom half. But I just I don't think you're top five. All right. I think, I, think, I think you guys suffer from the same thing we suffer from. I think the Raiders and the Eagles suffer from very similar things. The only difference is that the Eagles are bottom five. We're the fifth worst offense in football right now. We don't have targets. We don't have guys to consistently throw to, nor do you. Your one I just is, got, I just got uh, Henry Ruggs back healthy. Right, so that's not even – he's not reliable when he's on the field because he does have a drop issue. So What are you talking he, about a drop issue? I'm telling you he's a drop issue. He's also 5'2". What are you talking about, John? I think he looks like Trendon Holiday. Do you remember Trendon Holiday? <laughs> he's laughing already. <laughs> you tell me I'm wrong. I dare you. Uh, I think you're wrong. He looks a lot like Trendon Holiday. 5'2", John. Well, Trinidad Holiday's five three and a half, I think. Okay, I think, think Trinidad was actually five three. No, J- J- Rugs is like five ten. We're talking about height, right? Yes. Okay. No, Rugs is like five ten. No, Rugs, but he but he plays smaller. Like he does look and play smaller. Did you see uh, him not jump up and over and catch the football on a? Give a damn, Alshon Jeffrey saying, jumped. Yeah, and you're saying he plays smaller. <laughs> I am saying he plays smaller. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey doesn't play at six three either. I'm just saying, I, I, I'm still mad as hell that I was right about your pick. When you took, I mean, I, I hit, you want to talk about a shot take, you still owe me a dinner off that. Um, you do, you owe me a steak. You know, when COVID's done, we're going to Mastro's. But What's Mastro's? You know, I've never been to Mastro's. Oh, it's a steakhouse and I'm going to break your wallet in half. Um, not a sponsor, by the way. But Candy, um, please, I can't afford this dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I called it a year and a half in advance. Like, we're talking this was easy, easy money for me. And when they said Henry Ruggs, I was on the phone with you, and you were like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember I was on the phone, and uh, they say Henry Ruggs, and I'm like, no, not the steak. <laughs> I, I did two in a row. It was Vitavea, who I was wrong about, but I shouldn't have been. Shouldn't um, <laughs> I shouldn't have been wrong about that. Hey, we got Maurice Hurst, and I'm happy with that. And then, um, and then I called Ruggs. Ruggs was way easier to call. The ghost of Al Davis was not going to allow that to not happen. We definitely are going to do another one uh, this year. Oh, I'm sure. Whoever the fastest guy is, I'm going to pick him. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you need a defensive back, right? Another Bama wide receiver? Who was the Bama wide receiver that stayed? What, Waddle? Yeah, it's Waddle. Waddle. You're not getting Waddle. (laughs) You know uh, know who I truly believe is going to get Waddle? Who? Us. You're going to get just got Rager. If we, yeah, shut up. If we don't make the playoffs, I think we take Waddle. 
Okay. If we make the playoffs, I think we we can't. We won't be able to get Waddle. But if we do, and I think Waddle's probably top ten. Yeah, I can see that. But if we don't make the playoffs, I think. Yeah, I know Rager. We just got Rager, but we did you not hear everyone else I named? We need a second one. Yeah, but you would think uh, you you like you would hope you'd play worse enough for Jamar Chase. Shut up. <laughs> I need something. I need either O-line or wide out. I got an O-line. My entire O-line right now is gone. I have Jason Kelsey and Scrubs. Speaking of NFC East teams playing terrible, our next shot take, the Giants will get the number one pick in the NFL draft. This is the one I'm the least confident of, mm-hmm. but because the Jets are really awful. but <laughs> Impressively awful. The, the, the Jets have made it really a skill to be bad. But like, there's always that argument that no college team, no matter what, could ever beat a football team. The Jets are testing that. An NFL team. No, the Jets could uh, – let's, let's put it this way. I want to make it clear. There is never a team in today's NFL and today's NCAA. I never – there is no world right now where an NCAA team could beat an NFL team. I, do, I firmly believe that's not possible in today's world. It has happened before, like in the, early, like the 50s and 60s, I think it happened. But it's never got, like it just isn't a thing now. You're not doing it now because every NFL player made it to the NFL. Not every collegiate player is making it to the league. But if there is a team, it might well, be. It'd be these Jets. The Giants, the reason I say the Giants, the reason I think the Giants could still be the number one pick over the Jets being as bad as they are, <laughs> there's a couple reasons. One of them is like kind of a joke reason. I think Joe Flacco's better than Daniel Jones. So. <laughs> I'd not be wrong. Would you rather have Joe Flacco or Daniel Jones for a football game? For, to win one game? Yeah, to win one football game. I'd rather have Joe Flacco. I'm more sure that Daniel Jones will either fumble or throw an interception to cost the football game than I am you know, Joe Flacco to score a touchdown. You know how messed up it is that like you knew that answer immediately and I actually have to deliberate it? That tells you how iffy Daniel Jones is. There is no quarterback in the NFL with worse ball security, and I'm, I'm including 2019 Jameis Winston. And if the um, Giants sit there at the number one pick and they don't take Trevor Lawrence and they trade out, I think it's a massive mistake. It'll be the second biggest mistake they've made in a long time. The second biggest mistake the, – the, well, it's probably, the, it's probably a worse mistake. I think taking Saquon number two was a bad move, but because they've clearly – like, he's hurt, and the team is gone. Yeah, they've wasted him. I wouldn't be shocked. That could be a shot take, too. We won't put that on this list. Saquon Barkley in two years is not a giant. He's not a giant. Like, they trade him. That'd be a smart move for the Giants to trade I, him for capital. The only thing I can say is I hope he stays in the NFC. I don't. <laughs> unless he comes to Philly. I would love very much to have him, on, him, him in Philly. That, I'm so tired of hearing about how Miles Sanders, my actual starting running back, I'm kind of getting annoyed of hearing how Miles Sanders backed up Saquon Barkley at Penn State. Like, I got it. I, I got it now. Like, you don't need to say it every single time Sanders touches a ball. Did you know that insert NFL player played basketball, John? <laughs> oh, my God. Insert any tight end. <laughs> Mo Alley Cox. So Giants get uh, get number one pick. If it was up to me, Trevor Lawrence would be a Falcon, and I, 
<laughs> Please don't make him a New York Jet. Yeah, and last point I'll make on the Giants is the other the other reason is I think the Giants are the worst part of our division. It takes a lot of talent to be bad in our division, and I think they're worse than the rest of us. I think they're the, I think they're worse than the than Dallas, than Philly, and then the Washington football team. So uh, let's be clear, John. Giants will get the number one pick. Uh, I do not think so because you're asking me whether or not I believe one out of what twelve teams. I hope you're like writing these down. We we haven't written down. Yeah, but just in chat. We'll copy and paste it, John. All right, fine. We have computers. Fine. We have technology. Uh, moving from one New York team to another, Sam Darnold will be traded. And uh, God, I hope it's true. <laughs> God, I hope it's true. Yeah, this is one I think we kind of buy. I think we both kind of buy this one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've already made it clear that I really uh, – I can see Sam Darnold backing up Ben Roethlisberger for the rest of his career and taking over for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I could see it, the same thing happening with the Colts. Uh, Sam Darnold needs to be freed more than Le'Veon Bell needs to be freed in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it was, it was a talk all the time during the – Jets game with Joe Flacco. The Jets have not won a football game without Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold has played bad, but he is not the problem <laughs> with the Jets, and he needs no. to escape before he literally becomes a bust. I scream bust on him coming out of USC. I'm still calling bust on him. That said, this is the same QB class where you and I, where well, you oh, said we, it more we, than we, I did. We were bad for that QB class. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. I was right about the QB class. Okay. You were not right about the QB class. We both did not like Josh Allen. We hated Josh Allen coming out. I didn't hate – no, no, no. Do you recall the – I remember watching the film with you explicitly on Josh Allen. Yeah. I said to you the problem were his feet. And I hated his feet. And you hated his feet. And the problem was the feet. But I told you everything above the feet was perfect. Everything above the feet was perfect. So he needed to fix the feet. Now, was I right about perfect? Hell no. <laughs> no. No. He's naturally unbelievable. But and he's not perfect. You want to hear the worst take coming out of that draft? I loved Josh Rosen. <laughs> yes, you did. I really you, liked Josh. Yes, you did. And I was not big. I thought I didn't see this coming. I didn't but... see <laughs> I like Josh Rosen. I liked him more than Sam Darnold. I liked him more than Josh Allen. Who was your number one QB in that draft? Was it Lamar Jackson, actually? No, it was not. I remember Lamar Jackson. I said, your, your, yeah. your one was Darnold. Okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah, your one was Darnold, and you had your, your, your second was Rosen only because of pro readiness. Yeah, but I said, uh, I said Rosen was the most pro ready out of all of them. You had Lamar over, over Allen. I, and I said Lamar Jackson. I had Baker over if, everybody. I said if Lamar Jackson hits his potential, he would be the best quarterback. I had Baker over everybody, and then he went number one <laughs> when he was not supposed to until the morning of. What a draft night that was. I remember waking up and being like, Ipteen, why, why are all the rumors saying Baker's going number one? <laughs> and you were, you were so mad that I was right for a year. Yeah. <laughs> Like, damn it, he got it. So Sam um, Darnold will be traded. Speaking, Sam Darnold gone. Speaking of another quarterback that will be traded, Jimmy Garoppolo will not be a 49ers QB next year. Yeah, I don't know if this is a trade or not, but I, I was kind of not 
let me lead on to this because this one go sh- ahead this one shocked john completely yeah it did yeah it did uh, not only did i tell him jimmy garoppolo will not be a 49er i told him matt ryan would be the 49er uh, quarterback uh because if you look at jimmy garoppolo's contract it is very very cuttable the yeah. the 49ers made a huge huge contract and no, I didn't say made a huge contract. The 49ers nailed the contract. They gave themselves easy outs. And Garoppolo is still tradable. You, you will still get at least a second-round pick for Garoppolo. But then you combine that with Garoppolo playing god-awful, the Falcons possibly going for a full rebuild, which means Matt Ryan will be available. It just makes so much sense to pair up Kyle Shanahan with the quarterback he took to the Super Bowl with, uh, and just give the 49ers an actually good quarterback, <laughs> an actual good quarterback that is consistent and can lead that offense. Now, John, what do you got for me? I love the idea, <laughs> personally. I, I love Matt Ryan. I, I think Matt Ryan needs to get the hell out of Atlanta because I think that's just at this point football purgatory. And this is not the first. This is this is shot take eight. We have ten. There is another Falcon based shot take on this list that we'll get to. Spicy. Um, real spicy. Real now, spicy. Although it's spicy, but there's not that much to say on it. Yeah. Um, it, there's Matt Ryan's got to, got to get the hell out. They they've tried so hard to build a football team in Atlanta. I think Demetrioff was a good GM. I thought Dan Quinn was a really good DC. Although the defense in Atlanta was awful. And I think Arthur Blank is a good owner that deserves good things to happen. But Matt Ryan is not the path. He, he's, he is not Dewey. Um, so I think he has to go to San Fran. I thought that would get you. Yeah. He's got to go to San Fran. Um, it's, not, it's not Matt Ryan's fault either. No. Like, Matt Ryan has, was underrated until last year, really. Yeah. Um, he's had a strong career. I smell Hall of Fame all over yeah. that guy. It's just the fact that he's been on the Falcons. If, if he was on any team with a winning uh, head coach, he would have had a Super Bowl already. Jimmy Garoppolo, is it, is it too early to say that it just didn't work? No. When you like, get pulled against the Dolphins in halftime, uh, you, it's you. I think he had sub-50% in two picks mm-hmm. and sub-100 yards, like sub-100 yards. Like, you can't do that. You just – you can't do that. I don't care who you're playing against. It's not like you were playing against the 2010 – not like you were playing against the LOB, 2011, 2012, whatever the hell. It's not like you were playing against the Legion of Boom. Like, you were playing Miami. Like, yeah, Miami sunk a lot of money into that defense, but they're not that good. They're fine. Ever since the Super Bowl, Jimmy Garoppolo has been a liability. And he was a liability before that, too. Kyle Shanahan was just disguising it. Yeah. So Kyle Shanahan is a hell of a head coach. If he wants to win a Super Bowl, it's not going to be with Jimmy Garoppolo, and he needs to move on. Yeah, I, I, I didn't realize until I took a look at it again just how easy it is to move on from Jimmy's contract. But dead money, I think there's only – there's two more years, and I think there's like maximum $5 million of dead money even left. Mm-hmm. I'd be very ready to move on if I were San Fran. And it's not like – uh, they'll easily find a trade partner for Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, yeah. Easily. So Maybe, maybe New England. <laughs> uh, 
God, if he goes back to New England, he's going to make me eat everything I just how said. Cr- how crazy would that be? <laughs> Belichick's like, yes, I finally got rid of Tom Brady and kept Jimmy Gross. Did you, you see that movie, Uncut Gems? Oh, no, I have not. I didn't see it, but I saw the memes. This is how Belichick wins. This is how Belichick wins. This is how he wins. He beats Brady with that. By the way, can we just quickly say how Brady forgot the down count? <laughs> like, Brady forgot what down it was. I don't give a damn what him and Arians have to say. He holds up a four. You forgot the down count. Like, I'm just – that's what happened. And then when the, when the Lakers won their championship, he, he put a picture of him holding the four for LeBron. For four with LeBron's face on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is, like, you know, Tom – that's what happens when you leave Bill. Um, <laughs> Daddy isn't there to make the calls for you. Okay, okay. You got, you got to think for yourself, bro. Okay, you're talking about the team most likely to win their division. <laughs> the division is trash. The division has three, three, and two teams, and the Falcons happen to be there. <laughs> <laughs> and the Falcons are also there. <laughs> yeah, so three, three, and two teams, and the Falcons. <laughs> Speaking of the Falcons, we're gonna hey guys. we're gonna skip the the ninth shot take and move on to the tenth shot take. How about yeah, that? since we're already on Atlanta, Julio uh, Jones is a midseason trade. Yeah, this one doesn't need to be dug into too much. Um, we wanted we wanted a really like bold, spicy one for the last one. We think this one's a nice a nice pop. Yeah, um, it, this one's a nice pop. And actually, let's just let's lump them real quick because. We, we also want to get to our picks, okay. and we're, we're running short. Julio midseason trade. The trade deadline's almost always a waste of time in the NFL. We've got three – right now it's a three-week mark. we got three weeks from now until the deadline. Julio being traded, it would take a very specific team for that to make a whole lot of sense. Like, where does he go? It would be, it would be to a team with playoff aspirations with capital. I can't really think of one – that would really fit that MO right now. Either that, I mean, or what if it's a team that has playoff aspirations next year and Julio Jones is just available now? Like, maybe, I don't know if I would trade, I don't know if I would trade capital for a year from now. It just, that's so, it's so risky. I, I, I don't know what to do with a Julio trade. I, I think, oh, I just got a really messed up idea. You know who should do it? I could see the Bears doing it. Try I, again. I can see the Rams doing it. Try again. Um, <laughs> I can see – hell, I can see <laughs> I can see the Cardinals doing it, and I can see the Colts doing it. I was going to say Colts, but there's somebody else. That is why I'm, like, smiling. All right, who's the last one? Why d- you tell me why Green Bay doesn't do it. Ooh. You tell me. You want to give Aaron Rodgers a wide receiver? They got capital and they, they got capital and they got money. You tell me why they don't do it. You want to give Aaron Rodgers <laughs> a receiver for once? You know what? Green Bay trades for Julio Jones are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Christ. What a team. He's on the other side. <laughs> oh, my God. What a mess. By the way, the 10th shot take here is the Browns win a playoff game, which, like, yippee. If Green Bay gets Julio Jones, who gives a crap? They're going to kill everyone. Browns, uh, Browns win a playoff game. John says they will. I say they won't. I don't, I don't see them winning a playoff game because nope. Baker's first playoff game. The, the worst part of Cleveland right now is Baker Mayfield. That's a good thing. 
because Baker's playing fine. The whole damn team. Actually, the worst thing, the worst thing about that team right now is the fact that Nick Chubb is hurt. That's the worst part of the game. That's the worst part of the team is that Nick Chubb is injured. Get well soon. You're hurting like three of my fantasy teams. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, what? it's okay. It's okay. The other two teams are already dead because they had Saquon Barkley. But anyway, um, anyway, I had a bad year. Let's move on to um, week, week predictions, John. Yeah. No, Cleveland's, Cleveland's going to have themselves – Cleveland's going to have themselves a, a really good season. I mean, God damn it, they're four and one. Four yeah. and one. Holy crap. What? But 2020 is weird. 2020 is weird. Fun. It's fun. It's weird. It's weird fun. For the football season. Yeah. Well, not for, <laughs> not for a whole lot of else. No. All right. We're going to do quick, very quick. Let's do our week sixers. Week six predictions. And we're going to start with the Texans and Titans. Because maybe this football game still happens. We don't know. <laughs> is there not a Thursday night game this week? There is not a Thursday night game this week. Okay. Texans and Titans. Um, really, this is a hard one because we still haven't seen the Titans play. So we'll see how they look tonight. Uh, I'm going to go with the Texans because I've seen them play. And uh, Deshaun Watson played well when he was freed from Bill O'Brien. And uh, I can't really like this is just this is just a pick 'em for me. Yeah, it's a pick 'em for me too. But I'm going to pick Houston as well. Uh, Tennessee not having a whole lot of on field action in the past two weeks. Finally going to get some tonight. It's a shame they have to start up again against the Bills because the Bills are like a buzzsaw. They're playing so well. And then something else. They play Tuesday and they play Sunday morning. That's a short short week. It's a short week. Yeah, it's a short week. The Texans are going to have the going to have the rest. They're going to have the ability to get you know ready, get their legs under them. I think I think the Texans are just the advantage is there for Houston. Uh, give me a score. Oh, are we still doing scores? Yes. Um, I don't know. Houston, uh, twenty thirteen. Uh, that was my score. I agree. <laughs> All right, Ravens and Eagles. This I'm, is not going to be close. I'm going to go with the Ravens because yeah, me too. Yeah, their offense is just too much for the Eagles' defense, in my opinion. We're just not good. I, I, I the Eagles are bad. They're a bad football team. They're not built well. Carson's playing better, but the O-line's missing a lot of pieces. I will say, we played a very close game against Pittsburgh the other day. We still lost. Chase Claypool scored four times. Nate Gary, I don't know what the hell you're doing covering a wide receiver. Ever. There's no good reason. And Lamar Jackson has not been throwing the football well. So Which is why I'm going to say Eagles by 10, not yeah. more. There is I'm sorry, Ravens by 10. There is an avenue for the Eagles to make this close. I agree with John. I'm going to go 30-20. Fine. Falcons and Vikings. Do the Fal- Who cares? But do the Falcons get their first win because Dan Quinn is fired? Uh, I have no clue, but I'm going to say yes. I'm going to go with Vikings because Kirk Cousins will not be playing in primetime. Yeah, I'm still picking Atlanta. I, Minnesota screwed up the other day. They had a chance. Mike Zimmer coached his way out of that win. He could have gone for it on fourth and short to, to ice the game against Seattle. And what does Russell Wilson do? He, no, he didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. He could have kicked. Yeah. I'm sorry. He could have kicked. That's right. He could have kicked on fourth and short. Mm-hmm. He went for it all. I actually don't know if I necessarily disagree with going for it all. Um, to, you know, you get that, you get that yard and you win. Yeah, um, if, if it was my team, I would t- I'd be telling them to go for it. But hindsight's twenty. Not with Seattle. <laughs> I gotta tell you, not against Seattle. That team's too good. They're just too good on offense. Hindsight um, is twenty twenty. They weren't having a good offensive game. That's, that's so funny. That's such a weird like niche pun. 
to make about like Mike Zimmer hindsight's 2020. Remember when he had those eye issues? He has significant eye issues. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, I say Vikings win this game because, well, the only thing you have to question is whether or not Dalvin Cook will be healthy for this football game. And if he's not, I think the Falcons have a chance to pull it off here. Uh, I just need to see it before they actually do it. So I'm going to go Vikings win 23-20. Falcons 30-24. All right. Next, one of the better games of the week, the Browns will play the Steelers in what will be, well, are the Browns real or not? That's what type of game this is. I'm saying yes, so I'm going to pick – I'm going to ride with Cleveland for a little bit. You're going to ride with Cleveland? That's I'm going to ride with Cleveland. 100% going to be a shot take game for you. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, 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 I shot took Cleveland last week. I don't know if I'm going to pick them again for a shot. No, you don't get to pick, remember? Oh, crap. Did we say that rule yet? Yeah, okay, so uh, we'll explain it later. Brown Steelers, I have the Steelers winning this football game. Um, I don't think it'll be that close, honestly. I think it'll be more similar to the uh, Ravens' victory against the Browns early on in the season. And I'm going to predict um, – I'm liking 30 a lot this week. I'm going to predict 30 to 14. I'm sorry? 30 to 14, John. You're drunk already. Oh, yes. <laughs> 30 to 14. Steelers, you. Steelers control the game. Maybe, How dare you disrespect Cleveland? Maybe Chase Claypool scores three more touchdowns. <laughs> Golly, he was talented. He had a hell of a week. So you're going <laughs> to really pick, pick the Browns. Give me your score. 28-20. 28-20. We move on to the quest for Joe Burrow to not die on the field. He'll be playing the Indianapolis Colts. Phil Rivers has played absolutely awful the last two weeks. But against the Bengals, I think he'll get uh, a little bit back on track. And I think the Colts' talent is just too much for the Bengals. Uh, I have them winning 26-20. The Colts' defense is number one in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yardage – I think they're leading that by like a pretty substantial margin too. Uh, yeah, 30, 32 yards of total defense uh, better than anybody else. Meanwhile, the Bengal offense – I mean, they cannot protect their quarterback. I don't know why, but they can't. The Bengal offense is bottom 10. Uh, defense wins games in this league against mediocre offenses. If only the Bengal offense was at least mediocre, that O-line is so awful. Uh, they're going to get the quarterback killed. I'm going to pick the Colts, uh, but I'm going to pick it a little closer. Let's go 21-17. I'll just keep it, I'll keep it low scoring and tight. And in the game that might just get Matt Patricia fired, we have the Lions playing the Jaguars. And I want, I want the Jaguars to win so I can win that season shot bet. <laughs> uh, I'm going to uh, go with Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay to win this football game. Uh, I think it'll be closer than it should be. And I'm going to go – I'll go 21-17. Stafford, through his golden shoulder, is going to throw 89 passes in this game. 89? They're, they're not going to – no, he's not going to throw 89. Uh, that'd be a record, I think. Um, He's going to throw a million balls. Jacksonville is not going to be able to cover that. I know Jacksonville can't cover that because one of their defensive backs is Sidney Jones. So, um, although I think he won defensive player of the week for Jacksonville. That is another miss we had. We both loved Sidney Jones. And then he got injured and he. I still like Sidney Jones. He was hurt coming into, coming into the draft. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, if the Eagles draft a hurt player, he's going to suck until he goes to his second team. Was Nelson Aguilar hurt when you drafted him? No. 
No, he was just he's just brain damaged. He just doesn't know how to catch. I'm going to pick Detroit too. Uh, 24-21. Minshew's playing better than I thought he would, so I got to give Jack some some respect, but they're going to lose. Another one of the better games this week, we have the Chicago Bears led by Big Dick Nick, and he will play the Teddy Bridgewater-led Panthers. Now, I don't believe Christian McCaffrey will be back for this game. I think they'll hold him because he's uh, it's only been about, what, four weeks? Uh, with this game for his injury, and Mike Davis has played absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I'm going to go with the Panthers because I've, I've been riding the Panthers since they lost to the Raiders. <laughs> Biggest, dickest, nickish is going to lose this, fo- lose this football game. Lose this football game. We are not disagreeing much this week. We disagreed a lot more last week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have the Panthers uh, winning this. Let's go 28-23. Twenty-seven, twenty-four, and now we have the Kyle Allen experience. Playing this is such a dumb. Can we? I don't even want to predict this one. Giants. <laughs> Kyle Allen experience will play Daniel Jones Giants, and uh, John will be going for the Giants. I'll be going for the Washington Football Team to win this football game because I have zero faith in Joe Judge and his ability to run across a field. Broncos Patriots. This game was delayed until Sunday. And uh, if it's possible, Drew Locke might actually play this football game. But also, Cam Newton will likely play this football game. So then I, the Patriots win. <laughs> I will be picking the Patriots, assuming Cam Newton plays this football game. If not, and it's Jared Stidham or some mix mass, uh, mishmash up of Brian Hoyer plays one quarter and Jared Stidham plays three quarters, then I'm more inclined to pick uh, Brett Rippey and Broncos. <laughs> Is there, oh, golly. If Rippon has to play... If, if Rippin has to play, I don't love their chances to do a damn thing. But without, uh, without, the, without Cam Newton, I don't like the Patriots' chances to do a thing either. Yeah, me neither. So hopefully both quarterbacks will be healthy to make this game better. Assuming both quarterbacks are healthy, I'm going to pick the Patriots to win this football game. I'm going to pick them to win it uh, more high scoring, actually. I'm going to have them win it 35-33. It's going to be a fun game if they're both healthy. 35-33? Yeah. Let's go. Let's give it. Let's get a no. morning game there. Yeah, 34-20. 34-20. Okay. Uh, the Dolphins get a bye week because they'll be playing the New York Jets. <laughs> 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 Ryan Fitzpatrick, great, great game holding off Tua right now. And he'll hold off Tua for another week. And the one thing uh, that – I mean, this game doesn't matter, let's be honest here. Dolphins are going to win this football game. Uh the Dolphins originally had Jets by week Jets, like somewhere around week 10. And that was the perfect, perfect set for uh, Tua to come in and have a couple of easy games. That's not happening anymore. So uh, I don't know when Tua is going to come in at this point. But again, game doesn't matter. Moving on to one of the – Hold on. You're going to talk. You're gonna talk. You're gonna pick the Jets. I'm gonna pick the Jets. You're gonna pick the Jets. All right, this is this is the game. <laughs> I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna pick the Jets. John is gonna pick the Jets. Take your time. Take your time. Because we need to talk. We need to we need to hear this. I can't take much time because we are running out of time. All right. Um although I will say my uh prior commitment is uh not an issue. The Jets are gonna win this football game. The reality of the situation is they can't go 0-16. Uh, 
They're not as bad as the Browns were two years ago, three years ago. You sure about that? Yes. Yes, I am. I argue Hugh Jackson's a better head coach. (laughs) (laughs) That theoretically could be true. (laughs) But I can't buy it yet. I'm going to say the Jets win this in a low-scoring affair of like 20 to 20 to 17. 20 to 17. And the reason I say this is because Fitzpatrick, it will run out at some point. So I'm going to start picking I'm not picking for the Jets as much as I'm picking against Miami. There's going to be a game that the Jets take. And my gut says it's going to be in that division. There has to be a way. Watch it be the Patriots. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> I cannot see that happening. I can see this happening. I, I, I just did something about it. And because I picked the Giants to win a game, I got to pick the Jets to win one too. <laughs> just for the shot take. For the sh- do, I'm doing it for the takes. All right, all right. Now, by the way, if all of what we've said so far holds, if all of what I've said so far holds, the Jets, the Giants, the Falcons are getting all of their first wins this week. And they'll never win another football game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Jets low scoring. I'm prepared to be wrong. All right. Uh, is, is that the one you're going to make me take? 100%. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's the, right, it's the right one for you to make me take. All right. And following that, we have the Packers. Playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I will say that every single time. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. That's another. Uh, that's the Packers. Uh, listen, uh, is Chris Godwin still going to be out? Mike it doesn't Evans. matter. It doesn't matter. Julio Jones is going to cook that Buccaneers secondary. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike Evans is still hurting. Scotty Miller hasn't been the same since we started saying Scotty Miller on this podcast. Golly, you're not kidding. <laughs> you're not kidding at all. <laughs> Uh, Leonard- once, once people knew who he was, he sucked. <laughs> like, what, what happened? Leonard Fournette uh, was hurt. Keyshawn Vaughn isn't that great. Uh, I don't see. And I think it. he also got hurt. I don't see it. Packers win this football game. Continue uh, Aaron Rodgers' revenge tour for. We learned. We learned revenge on the Packers. We learned <laughs> he's getting revenge on his own team. <laughs> We we learned we learned this week that Tom Brady struggles to count to four. I have to imagine that Aaron Rodgers can count to at least seven. I think it's five. <laughs> you know what? It's more than four. Yeah, it's more than four. So I'm gonna pick Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay. Green Bay wins this by multiple touchdowns for me. This is Julio Jones's new roster. He'll be very happy to join. Uh, <laughs> God, I, I hope to God it happens. I do too. We called, we called Jordan Love. I'm ready to call Julio. Jones. It would be the only if you, if you gave Julio to Green Bay. Do you think he could actually compete with Kansas City? Easily, they could compete with Kansas City. Yeah, Spagnolo would would struggle with that. I can tell you, as somebody that knows that defense really well, because of how much it was run in Philly, Spags would struggle with that offense for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be a tough stop. I'm going to say Green Bay by like 14, though. I don't know what number, but I think Green Bay is going to win this easily. I agree. Moving on to Sunday night. Right? Yeah, Sunday night. The Rams will play the 49ers and will dominate them. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
Uh, whoever is in at quarterback for the 49ers will not be able to give Aaron Donald a piggyback ride like Alex Smith did. And uh, the 49ers need to prove that they belong. The, the 49ers' next seven games are all losable. Did you see that, John? The 49ers will play the Rams, the Patriots, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, the Rams, the Bills before playing Washington. Maybe the, <laughs> Niner, maybe the Niners are going to get Trevor Lawrence. Oh, God, that's too scary to think about. <laughs> you know they're going to draft a QB. Oh, easily. They're drafting a QB. Easily. Uh, you know what? How, how scary would Trey Lance be waiting a year behind Matt Ryan and San Fran? Terrifying. That'd be nuts. Yeah. The 49ers are uh, likely to be a top five uh, picking team, if you ask me, because after Washington, it's Cowboys, uh, Cardinals, and Seattle. Uh, it's going to be a rough season, 49er fans, uh, but coming back from injury – will be Bosa and a new quarterback will be playing, will be sitting behind Matt Ryan. So next year you might even win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and maybe you could pretend that Solomon Thomas just didn't happen. Yeah. And maybe you can pretend you didn't send out your best defensive tackle to the Colts. Yeah. That D line has lost a lot of pieces. Mm-hmm. All right. And we have two Monday night football games. We have. First, at 2 p.m., I will not get used to that, the Chiefs will be playing the Bills. Is that a 2 p.m. game? 2 p.m. game on Monday. The Chiefs will oh. play the Bills. And that is one hell of a game, and I will get no work done that day. I have got to find a way to watch it. Yeah. I don't uh, care what I'm doing that day. I have got to find a way to watch it. I am going to pick the Chiefs for one reason. They lost their Raiders, and they're going to be angry. They're pissed. They're going to be- the, the, the Chiefs are good. The, Chief, the Chiefs, in my opinion, are still the best team in football. I mean, the, a, lo- a loss to a – It's uh, encouraging. You lose a lot to a rival all the time. A loss to an encouraging Raider effort is not enough to tell me that the Chiefs are not – that the Chiefs are declining because they're fantastic. Steve Spagnuolo every year coaches a defensive a, a, a defensive formation – his menu for the defense a couple of games a year is always what the hell are you doing? And that might've been that week. I'm going to pick him against the bills, but it's going to be a tight game. And I expect it to be pretty, pretty high scoring as well. Yeah. I think this might be the shootout of the year for the NFL. 38, 31 Kansas Uh, city. I'm going to go even higher, man. I'm going to, I'm going to go 45, 42. That's nuts. That'd be a great game. That'd be a hell of a game. Yeah. And our final Monday night football game. Josh Allen, get ready to run. He's blitzing your ass. <laughs> the final Monday night football game will be the Cardinals playing the Cowboys. And nothing will convince me that the Cowboys have a chance in this football game. That's all I got to say about it. The Cardinals I'm, are going to win this. I'm going to pick Arizona, but I would caution you to being ready to write off Dallas. Not having Dak no, 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 is no. obvious. No, I'm not writing off Dallas. I'm – I'm just saying it's not going to come together in the first week. No, it's not. Arizona is not playing very well. Arizona's playing inconsistently. I don't want to say they're not playing well. They're playing really inconsistently. New Hopkins is the best wide receiver on the planet. But you know what's a good cure for a team struggling? Uh-huh. A defense that can't stop the A jump. defense that can't do anything? Yeah. Yeah. Dallas's defense – Seattle's defense is the worst in football right now, according to yardage according to the, just the general metric, but Dallas is not, I mean, I don't know exactly where the ranking is. I'm double checking right now. They're yeah. They're bottom. bottom. They're, they're, they're six worse. They're, they're bottom six. Um, they're terrible. 
they can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. They can't do a damn thing. Um, can't rush the passer. When your top pass rusher is a guy that hasn't played football in four years. Alden Smith. Alden freaking Smith. You're probably not very good. I'm, I'm going to pick the Cardinals by about 10. It's going to be, it's going to be a, tr- it's going to be a, tr- a, a bit of a, tr- a bit of a trudge here for Dallas to really get their legs underneath them. All right. We've hinted at it throughout the episode, but we're going to do shot takes a little differently for our weekly predictions. I'm going to pick John's and he's going to pick mine. Yep. And for your example, John said the jets are going to win this football game. That is the shot he has to take when they lose. Okay. My I'm shot take. My shot take is on jets dolphins. And I'm sorry, who did you pick for Falcons-Vikings? I picked Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to give you that one. All right. I'm going to give you that one. So, Jets beating Dolphins and Falcons beating Vikings. We'll see what happens. This was Next Man Up, Objectively Wrong. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we will see you guys Next week, hopefully another quarterback doesn't go down. Get well soon, Deck. Yep.